special trade deadline edition of The Call with Shawl. I am your host, Elliot Shawl, and I am joined by Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky, David Flam, the owner of Doll of Fame, one of the most, uh, I guess, I, I, you've, you've been in this league for a very, very, very long time. I don't even know how to describe your franchise because your success was, I think, the year before I actually joined. And since then, you've had a lot of, obviously, disappointment, but still, you always love your team. Flam, welcome on to the show. Thanks, y'all. Uh, I'm happy to be here. You know, this has been uh, a long time coming. I know we we had some scheduling conflicts, so you know, thank to, to you say for, the uh, least, you help. are you are a tough guy to get on on the call with Shaw. You have uh, flaked on me quite a few times, but I'm happy that we get. Uh, even though it's going to be probably a shorter episode than than normal, it's it's still great to to have your voice come through the airwaves for this uh, special edition of the the trade deadline episode of Call with Shaw. But I got to ask you, you know, you're obviously in in a in an interesting place right now where you're very much in the thick of things standings wise you've had a, a nice little year you're currently sitting eight and seven tied with la flama blanca and the dards battling for one of those last spots in the playoffs uh i mean what, what's your outlook because you're what you're the hardest guy to trade with you're kind of it's it's really no fun to talk trades with you because you seem to overvalue your players but what's your take right now i mean let, let's pause that for a second i think i think <laughs> i've overcome uh being the toughest guy to trade with i i mean there there's just some teams in here it's just like pulling teeth it's not a traditional ass wipe right like there no. there is a you know a really big stigma right now with with me but i really don't think it's me anymore i i i truly don't i think i think rutman has really <laughs> overcome as the hardest person in the world to trade with right That's fair he's up there rutman I, rutman values everybody at, fifth, at at you know below a 15th pick he could be a free agent pickup he could be some guy who just got off the waiver wire i want him at 12th round anybody anybody's a 12th round plus for him the thing that matt said in the chat yesterday where rutman you know not keeping this guy offering a 15th no that's not where the value is and that's a little ridiculous but going back to your team yeah am i wrong in saying that maybe you're a little scarred from justin keats and i kind of <laughs> you know shoving it up your ass with the with the uh, kershaw for trevor bauer deal all those years ago I mean, listen, I, I, I always loved Bauer. He, he was a guy I followed in the minors. He's somebody that, uh, you know, very eclectic, but had a, you know, a, uh, a nice repertoire of pitches there, right? Flamethrower, but that 12 to 6 break. Um, I got him young, you know, maybe I got him a little too early. But what everyone forgets is I, I also had Edwin Encarnacion, a 40 home run hitter, part of that deal, right? Yeah. So, like, it really wasn't that off-putting. Um, I, I did, I did go after like that combo thinking it was going to help me get a back, get a pitcher, but you know, it, um, I gave up the bet, one of the best pitchers in the game, if not the best pitcher at the time. At the time. Yeah. And so you're a fan of a domestic abuser. That's interesting to, to hear. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't condone it, but you know, still I like guys that play with drones. I think that's pretty tight. Okay. All right. So you're a fan of a nerd who's also a domestic abuser. That's, that's great. 
So going back to, to this current deadline and where we are right now, there's obviously been some amazing, like some crazy trades that's obviously causing quite the stir in the chat right now. I mean, Steve Astrain absolutely just kind of, I, I don't know, is he sabotaging the league? I mean, with this trade, what's your, what's your take on this trade? Because I know that this was one of the ones off the bat that you were like, we have to discuss. I mean, like, come on, Steve, Steve, Steve's an easy guy to trade with. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Like we, we say a few words, we go back and forth and then he says, propose it. Right. So I, I think, you know, with this one, right. Like it would have been an absolutely fair deal. Trevor's story for the pick that was shared, but to include a 10th rounder in there, it's like, ridiculous. what, what are you doing to move up to? So you're basically telling me like two rounds gets you, a potential guy that could get traded to a playoff team, maybe in a better ballpark. Uh, Cause I, I don't know the, the remaining schedule for, for, uh, for the Rockies, but I have to assume like half the games will still probably be favored out of course, but still like it could be in favorable parks if he were to be traded to potentially an AL East team, right. Mm-hmm. Where he excels pretty well. In. Yeah. I mean, not, not to mention that this deal is between two of the teams that are, you know, talking about leaving the league after this year, which to me is still ridiculous and always is a theme of every episode we've had on this show. I just, my, my concern is that this is just a trade that could absolutely sabotage the league. I mean, I, I was with, uh, you know, Lee Haber gets this uh, workout class in the park and, you know, props to him for setting this up and thanks for paying that. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we have this. Yeah. Waiting for my invite now that I'm an upper East sider. Oh, dude. Yeah. Point. Welcome. Welcome to the hood. You know, I, thank you. I, I heard you're up here. Aaron, Aaron Feels also good. shared the news. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were talking about his, uh, his, uh, rebranding, you know, the Dorfman bros rebranding next year. So I'm pretty pumped for that. Would, yeah. I think that that seems very possible, but anyways, going back to this deadline, I just, I don't know, this trade rubs me the wrong way. And then it just seems like, I, I don't know. It's just been a weird deadline. I mean, where, where do you see, I know that we, we kind of, we don't mirror necessarily the, the deadline of the pros because I, of the MLB, because I think it's midnight for us instead of 4 PM. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that this is just the start of, of some crazy shit. Obviously it's Springer move today. Um, I was talking with mayor to, to try to get him. Mayor's also a guy that seems to be a sort of, um, you know, also maybe overvaluing some of his players. I know he said, He's got a grip with you, a gripe with you. He claims that you're just absolutely impossible to talk to. Um, you guys kind of have a nice rivalry going. How, how do trade talks go when you guys kind of don't like each other? I mean, I'll expose everything on Mayor. Please. Like, you want screenshots, you get screenshots. Now, May, <laughs> Mayor, Mayor is, uh, in all seriousness, he, you know, he's a good guy. He's busy. He's preoccupied. He's, you know, doing truck finance. I, I don't even know what that means. But um, he, you know he he's a really hard guy to deal with right i call him impossible and then he diverts to saying well i never said you're impossible so it's like going back with like a, a seventh grader on you know who said what <laughs> um it's it's more along the lines of like you know everybody to him is well if i don't like that deal i'll keep him next year all right so keep fucking 15 potential options for yourself like that uh, good great like he has um you know, he's got Joey Gallo, who's who's on the market right now. Right? I think that's a guy that'll be moved today. Oh, 100%, right? And, you know, he just – he sends me a note. Send me your best and final. Okay, so shop around. Like, leverage yeah. money offer versus somebody else's offer. Yes, my I'm putting it out there. I'm going after him for a 12th rounder. So if someone wants to beat that, go for it. But, you know, it, it it's – um there there's a lot of players out there that I think are still – 
you know, on the verge of being moved, right? We look at, you know, Steve's team, you, you know, not, not much depth or quality there outside of maybe Brantley, who I could see being traded today. Yeah. Um, that could be a possibility if someone wants to upgrade, you know, get a 17 to 20 point guy week, you know, Chris Bryant's on the verge of being dead uh, or, <laughs> or he'll, you know, he'll, he'll find his way on the injured list or maybe he'll get lucky and gets a, a trade to, uh, to a team where he doesn't have to play third base so he can stay healthy in that DH spot. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you got cease and desist. Who's a, a pretty interesting club. You know, they, I they, know. they got a lot of solid players on there, but, but impossible to trade with impossible it's, to trade with. Right. Like I, I think you have your clear sellers and your, and your clear buyers right now, obviously looking at the, the moves that have happened in the league so far. It's just interesting to see, though, you know, where some of these teams like Burkle, another team that, you know, so, sorry to kind of jump on, but I like where you were going with this. Some of these teams that do have players that are, are really some, you know, something that they can get value for, but not necessarily knowing what, whether they're going to move them or not. I, I think it's fair to say on the season assist, their season's pretty much over. I don't know what they're waiting to do here. Burkle's in an interesting position, though, because obviously there's there's the log jam of, of three teams currently, including yourself at eight and seven. You know, only France is only, you know, two games behind you guys. So it's it's interesting where that's going to kind of shape out. And you've clearly identified yourself as a buyer. Am I correct? I am. You know, I, I am a buyer. Um, you know, Sunday, Dono uh, did mention to me that he, you know, he's potentially shopping around players. And I was surprised to hear he might be a seller. Right. And then, you know, he's like, I'll, I'll get back to you on uh you know, after I talked to Jason on something. So it's like, okay, that's interesting. I didn't know if he thought we were playing each other and didn't know we were playing each other or not, but yeah, you know, uh, you know, I followed up uh, a Tuesday morning and, you know, we're playing each other and he's up quite a bit right now. Right. I think he's up yeah. like 50 or 60 points. So, and it's a um, crucial game between the two of you. A big, big game. It's a big game. We're both eight and yeah. seven, you, you know, Flama Blanc is eight and seven on, on the, on the cusp of getting that W. Right. So yeah. They've done a lot of work so far, too, on the trade front. Crazy. I know. The Vlad's, too. I got to give mad respect to Matt Liebhaber. I think he's usually stoned and burned out by this point in the season. <laughs> so it's uh, it's interesting to to see that he's kind of going forward as well. Um, I'm sure his co-owner probably has a lot to do with that as well. Hirsch, right, Jake Hirsch? Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you who, who do you think – executes the trade do you think matt's the gm hirsch is the agm or i think i think matt handles communication because i'm not sure i i mean i i, I don't know if jake hirsch is familiar with everybody in this league um so i think probably hirsch is the brains and matt is the communicator if that makes sense i see hirsch is like I, I don't know the guy but i see him as like a fish guy right like guy guy loves his concerts maybe you know picks up one or two with matt you know, on, yeah. on the weekend, but, uh, you know, they, their conversations are probably baseball and music. That's it. Right? I like that. It's a good duo. Yeah. I wish my, my co-owner was more of a music fan, but you know, I, I love my, my co-owner for who he is. Not, not what he could be. I love that. I love that about you, Shaw. Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, it's interesting, Flam. You are, uh, you know, going back to kind of your history in this league, you've always, you know, I introduced you as the happy go lucky guy because you are happy go lucky. You love this league. You're the assistant to the commissioner, and I it just was a traveling uh, secretary. Now the traveling secretary, yeah. yes, the same thing. Okay. The roles, the names vary every year. You get a new title, um, but you have uh, you've kind of established yourself kind of as a as a heel lately. You and you and Jason, I feel like, have become heels as of recent. I feel like a lot of people 
aren't aren't really big David Flam fans anymore. I don't know why though, right? Like I don't know what um, what negativity or uh, lack of value, you know. I, I well, one thing, here. yeah, one thing you did, you 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 stole the thunder from Burkle on the trivia front, and you waited way too long to give us the answers. <laughs> Wait, say this again. The, the the trivia question during the home run derby. Oh that was just yeah, yeah, yeah. That was poor. Could have been way busy. A horrible job out of you. Yeah, no, that was poor execution. I, you know, I, I didn't know when I was going to get back to my phone. I was currently changing like a shit storm of a diaper. So, you know, mm. I wanted to give the answers out. Um, I don't have patience, man. Like that's part of my, my shtick too, is like, I just want the answers. I want, I want to be so able just to just stick to what you're good at. Just be the happy guy, you know, don't yeah. step on people's toes. I don't, you know, if I signed up for a therapy session, you know, I'll get you, uh, get you next week on my calendar. All right. Well, hey, again, I'm happy that we're doing this right now. And obviously with the trade winds blowing, um, it's just going to be interesting to see what do you think of the what are the big moves that are left to be made so far today in our league? Who do you see getting shopped next? Yeah, so shipped, I should say shipped. That's a good call. You know, it's interesting, like mimicking some of our like actual trades, right? What teams are doing right now. It's been it's been a wild, wild past 48 hours in in Major League Baseball. Right. So it has. I, I would still many deals to still come, I think. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I'm, you know, and we're seeing guys that are under control for like two to four years still potentially being shipped. Right. And like the new wave of uh, what teams are doing is buying out the costs so that they get better prospect return. And I, I think like, I like that. Like if you have the money, do it, build for your yeah. future, but build in the way that's going to get you the best talent going forward. Definitely. Right. So like today, I don't know, like I wish we could model that type of uh, that type of uh, trade um, strategy. But, you know, I, I really don't see much outside of Gallo. I see, you know, maybe Brian getting, according to Steve, maybe he'll get like a 15th pick today. Who knows? Um, I can see, you know, Eric potentially keeping his, his options open if, um, you know, he gets a, an offer on a hot bat like Michael Conforto or, you know, maybe maybe a Tommy Pham. I just don't know what that that share is going to look like now that right. they, they went after Frazier. And, you know, they have a pretty big log jam in the infields and, and outfield mm-hmm. with versus. And Perry. outfield, yeah. 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 So I don't know. I mean, I could see some arms being dealt like I'm, I'm trying to trade Savali. So, you know, if there's any I know, out there. Thing, yeah. Um, you know, I got, I got my, I got my core for next year. Right. So I'm not, I'm not, um, cutting myself out this year. I'd love to see a push for the playoffs. It's been, it's been a long time, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it has been, I, um, you know, I, I had a lot of energy injuries this year. So, you know, uh, Jake, uh, Flattery's coming back in two weeks. Severino will be back in two weeks. I, I just have to find a way to stay 500, right. If I could be a game or two out. Um, let's see. I'd love to make a push. I, I mean, you're making a push again. This is the best season I think I've seen you have in a decade. Been in this league for ten years. You've always kind of you love your team and and you stick with your guns, but you always seem to come up short. So good for you. Uh, obviously, still a lot of baseball to be played. That, see, this is the thing I don't understand. You bring up a good point. Knowing knowing who you're keeping. Listen, again, we're still only we're still we still only have four four spots to keep. Obviously, adding to that total could could be on the ballot in the offseason but the, the fact remains it's four keepers we're at the point where teams know who they're keeping am i right 
Like you have to have an idea of who you're keeping. You have to, right? So then, then what? Why? Some of the rationale from the talks that I've been having, because trust me, Keats and I are trying to buy. You know, we sure. we're in a unique situation though, because Mark Cattell, Marte, Corey Seager, Castellanos, guys like that are all going to be coming back sometime soon. Um, and, and obviously, it's like that in itself is a huge addition to our lineup. Uh, but but you know we we're still not losing track of of, of what's ahead and and we know obviously the teams around us are, are getting better and we're going to obviously look at every possible situation to improve our team. But what I'm running into are these people who are just overvaluing guys who they're not even going to keep. And I'm not saying you know pennies on a dollar, but some of these you know some of these guys are just being so so stingy of of what they're trying to do, and I just don't get it. And it also brings me to another point, and and I'm going to let you obviously have the floor in a second, but. What guy, Steve Astrain, if he leaves the league, he finishes dead last. He doesn't have to pay for the league. It's like, what, what, what is going on? Like if he, if he does blow up and, and sabotage the league, which he has kind of started to do with that ridiculous trade that just happened. Uh, I, what happens? What happens if the team in last is no longer in the league? So it's a fair point. I mean, it's also going to be a tough team to market to a potential buyer, right? Oh, it's horrible. You, you really don't have trade equity. You really don't have many keeper options on that squad either, right? Like he, no. you got uh, Biggio. You know he he could potentially be a late guy. You got you know I, I gave him Pablo Pablo Lopez, who actually might be his best keeper right now. Yeah. Um. You know, and and, and potentially you got um uh, Scoobal, right? Scoobal's having a nice nice come out year, so um. But, but that's really it. And those are mid-tier pitching, right? So yeah. if a guy like that leaves the league, um, I I don't know what you do. Like, well, like you got to find one somebody that that would be interested in buying a subpar team at maybe a discount, right? Steve might have to pay part of the buy-in for year one, or potentially They'd never do that though. Come on. I mean, he's going to pay for the league regardless if he finishes in last place, right? I mean, well, d- will he? You have to, of course. He's not going to dick us over like that, like Wills would. I mean, he's he's <laughs> gonna he's gonna he's gonna do his his uh, right by us, I think. But I Will, think Will's, by the way, Wills did end up paying when when Keats and I won the, t- the championship, or uh, when we came in second and we still got league money the year after he left. Nobody heard from him. I kept Venmoing requesting him, and he finally did pay. Wow! It just took a long time. It took a long time. I, I don't see the hustle out of the league, though. I, I really don't see... Um, the Huskles. The Huskles. Oh, the Huskles. Yeah, what, 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 is, what is a Huskle? A cheater. Yeah, it's a cheater. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know if it's like some gay fruit in Detroit or something. I have no, <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Um, but, you know, Steve, essentially, he's not, he's not going to leave. He loves baseball. He's a good... He's a good guy to have in the league that's passionate when he's actually uh, in the mindset to be present, I think. Right. Like, and I think he's having his subpar season. He's subpar. This is the worst season he's ever had in, in the history of this league. I, there's got, are you sure about that? I, sure, I, 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 I think so. I mean, listen, okay. I'm making a bold, bold statement, but you know, I'm not, I'm not Burkle. I don't have the, the, the history books in front of me, but. I have a feeling this has to be the worst year he's ever had. I, I mean, Bur- speaking of Burkle, I mean, like from going to prospect overload to our statistician of the league, I mean, what versatility does this guy have? I mean, he is 
He is everything you can ask for. I, I am a big Burkle guy in our league. I mean, I, 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 all you got to do is listen to him on the podcast and you'll hear my take on him. <laughs> this is a pro Burkle podcast. You know what? This was an anti-flam podcast because it took you so long to get on the on this. Uh, this was it was a personal thing. I got to tell okay. you, you, you were flaky. You told me three times you were going to be on, and then you kept bailing on me. But the fact that we got you on, you're you're stepping up a little bit. You haven't fully gained my trust back. You know, you're still, but uh, but you know, it's it, you're getting you're getting close. Let's put it that way. You know, listen, I I. One, you know, I was busy with work and family. I'm not going to pull the mayor card and the kids and all that (laughs) stuff. You could always make the time. But it's like, you know, the whole the whole thing I have to say, Shaw, that got me is when you came out earlier in the year and did the over under, you know, I should have just instantly been like, fuck this guy. Why would I go on his podcast to really be bitter about prediction that he had of Doll of Fame? Like, you know. But here I am, like I, I'm on the I'm on the pod. I'm I'm giving you and the people, um, you know, some banter. Let's let's talk about uh, let's talk. I, I'd love to bring that up again, though. I'd love to bring up the the over unders because I, I I'd love to understand from your early prediction where people are at today, right? Did people do we have most of the league like X percent over? Or are you are you on par with your predictions? Like, um, so you've gone over. You were six and a half. Dards was thirteen. They are, uh, they they could they could potentially get over, right? It's how many how many weeks do we got left? I think we have like four four or five left, right? I think we've got five left. Let's see, one, two, three, four. Yeah, this is the fifth this week, so right? In order for them to actually, they 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 would push if they if they win out. They'll have exactly thirteen. Wow. Steve was 13 and a half. He's clearly under. Um, Junior and Lundy's 12 and a half. They, they have the potential to go over. Um, Mike and Mon, nine and a half. They went over. Yep. Mayor was, Mayor was 13 and a half. They, they already went under. Um, Slutman is five and 10. Their over under was nine. They, uh, they have a chance to go over, I guess, technically. Um, Eric was eight and a half after, you know, leading the league in wins last year, regular season. Um, he's going clearly under Burkle was nine and a half. He's got a chance to, to hit the over and then us to choose. We, we went where we are. Our over under was 11 and a half. We just need to win one more. So that's looking promising. And, and Matt, uh, was at 11 and he's looking over. So I'd actually have to say that, you know, some of these, some of these are coming down to uh, Vegas did a pretty solid job. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, these trades, these trades trades will certainly impact those, those bets. I mean, I'm just look, I'm just looking at some teams right now, and I mean, you, you got you got your ones and twos, right? Of course, your team. You got um, you got the Dorfmans at the top of the the house here, um, but you know, La Flama Blanca. I mean, that I should just it should just be a rebrand to to have that as my squad. I know everybody wants that <laughs> by now. Um, it's ridiculous. I, I mean, his team if. if if he does not win with the moves he's made, yeah. I, it's I, I don't know if he's ever going to win in this league. Right. This this is the year. I don't think he will have a better team in the history of bro. And I'm calling it now. He will never have a better team than it is this year. Yeah. And that's the thing. You can only keep four, so it's going to be interesting decisions to be made. Who who are you who are you thinking, Shaw? Like I it's. We talked about it a little bit, like 
everybody has in the back of their mind. Some players that, you know, if you're not going to keep, you ship them, right? Or you maybe ship them, you maybe add, you know, a decent pick to maybe acquire a better keeper or maybe somebody right. that's going to help you this in year. the, in the immediate. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, like it, are there anybody that you have in mind on your team that you are looking to potentially deal to uh, give I yourself mean, a better chance? I'll openly say, you know, in that, you know, in that mindset of possibly moving a guy that has keeper value that, could that we may or may not keep, but could turn into something that can help us right away is a guy like Castellanos who's having an MVP like season. He's missing time right now. We, you know, we're getting Cattell Marte back. We, we have some, some depth at the outfield. I mean, I would turn him in a pick into something that it can, it, it, it's like a, a Max Scherzer type of, of pitcher. I mean, that's the type of move I, I would make, but you know, I, I'm more so looking to, to move picks and maybe uh, you know, a guy like, I don't know if Jaron Jaron Duran would would you know keep uh, he might fall under the stud category, but he's he's awesome. I mean, you saw his inside the park home run the other day. He's incredible. he's nasty. We have you know we have pieces we're willing to trade. There's nobody on our team that's that's untouchable. Even guys who we do I you know we we have a lot of options at keepers. We you know Keats and I have had a fair share of discussions like you know and, and we've done a lot of interchanging. But we have an idea of guys we're going to trade they're going to keep. But we also every the whole team's open for business if it means getting better. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's an interesting point, too. Like, teams, some teams really value, like, I can't give up a 12th pick or below because it's going to kill me next year, right? Yeah, it hurts totally. my free agent, and then I got my depth and my, you know, my uh, my keepers are around that area. But, like, mm-hmm. there's some teams that, you know, are going all in and giving, like, third and fourth round picks, and it's just like – It's ridiculous, God, in my opinion. That, that's a lot for for that type of player where, you know, next year I doubt they'll be anywhere remotely close to that round. What I don't understand, too, is some of these, you know, I, I, I personally think the value is truly in the mid-teen rounds because that's where guys can be really found who, who make a huge impact. I mean, I look at my pitching staff right now, Musgrove, who's, who's pitching so well, Gausman, I know that they're – they're having career years, obviously, but those are guys that you find in those mid rounds who, who, who just like every year there's guys who, who surprise. And if you stockpile some of those mid team rounds, if you're, if you're looking to build for the future, it, it's only, it's only going to help you, you build a contender. So that's why I don't understand why uh, people, you know, shun, like, like some of the conversations I have, it's like, no, I won't, I won't take a, a, a mid teen round because it's like, I only want a single digit, but like the reality is, Single digits are you, you got to be trading MVP like candidates to get a. That's why some of these some of these deals are just crazy. I mean, the Eric trade last week was absolutely ridiculous. I know, I know. I, I love I love the point you just shared though about like the mid value rounds, right? Like yeah, a guy a guy like you uh, like you drafted, you're familiar with um, Frankie Montes, right? Like yeah, you got totally. him. I think like 12th or 13th round, like heart of the rounds there, right? Where you're 28 looking... points last night by Montes. Yeah, by the way. I mean the the guy, the gem. guy just goes out and pitches great value, and you know right now it's a free, it's essentially the same value as a free agent pickup for next year, where you would keep him, right? What's an 11th round versus a 12th round essentially? Um, you know, and I'm not, I, you know, I'm not saying there's 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 like obviously there's plenty of strategy when you're drafting, but in my view and in my history of, of playing this game is drafts are one in the, in the teens, sure. not in the singles, not in the twenties, the teens. And I, that's I, why I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think I, you look, 
you look at like for for me last year, I not this past draft, but I had I think two fourths and two six round picks, and I think I finished second to last place. Right? Yeah. And it comes, sounds right. It comes with like missed picks. It comes with injuries. Right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go the gamut there and uh, make excuses, but. Um, you know, I agree. The value is in I, the 10th to 15th slot. I think those, those are the rounds where you find your gems. Um, like I got, I got Freddie Peralta this year, right? The guy, he was decent last year, like had an up and down year. I mean, he's a top 20, top 20 player this year, top, arguably top 10 pitcher this year, um, on an innings limit. But you know, he, he's a guy that I, I will fondly keep in the 13th round next year. Oh, did I lose you? Man, it's new equipment. Let me just get didn't we just upgrade uh the call with Shaw here, bud? Alright, sorry about that. Yeah, we got it. The new equipment is still trying to be figured out how to work, so that's why we're still stuck using the the old stuff. But we'll get it going by next week. Um and Flam, I know you only have a few minutes left, and I, I do appreciate the time. Um but I guess uh, to, to kind of bring this whole thing home, uh, I, I, where, where, what's, what's the big move you predict today? Big, big move. Um, I, I still think Gallo is probably the prize gem to, to get traded this year or today um, before the deadline. And if anybody is available on cease and desist or – you know, cease and desist, whatever his team name is at this point. Cease is terrible this year, by the way. Yeah. Um, Horrible. You, you know, he he might. I would not be shocked if I see, you know, a guy like Altuve um, or Arenado potentially on the block, right? You can get some solid just, value there. I don't see it happening mainly because of the very first thing we spoke about today and how impossible it is to trade with that team. The thing that I want to see happen, and I'm not sure it will, is – I'd like to see Burkle kind of come to reality and realize he's got to sell and, and maybe move some of these pieces because he's not far off. But I think he's got to come down to reality and realize he's got some key pieces that he can get some good value for. So I'm going to say bold prediction today, and I'm going to say Jose Ramirez gets moved from Brady Burkle's team. It's an interesting call there. Yeah, I mean, he, he is two games behind Jordan and I, uh, both sitting at 8-7 and seven with La Flama Blanca at 8-7 and seven currently uh, in the playoffs, right? If Jordan does beat me, I'm a game out. And I go into one of the hardest stretches I think the league has ever had here, playing Perlman, playing um, the Dorfman bros, and then playing Lee Paper. I love that we're already calling the uh, story about Bill the Dorfman brothers. I like that. I like that. That's a good one. It's a rebranding, right? It's a rebranding. Uh, it's like the Guardians. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's an interesting idea. I mean, yeah, Shaw, I, I do think, I do think that, um, I'd love to see Burkle in it, but that, that would come at me not making the playoffs potentially. So I can't, I can't root for that. Yeah. I I just think the reality is, listen, Burkle's probably going to win today or this week against Steve, but he still faces us. And then he does play mayor the next week, which is winnable. And then he's got LaFlana Blanco, which I just don't think he's going to do. I just think it's going to be possibly another year of him finishing with eight wins and, and falling short of the playoffs. I mean, eight, eight wins is good we'll for see. a team that has usually like eight prospects on it, though. So I will, I will <laughs> take it. True, true. All right. 
And one final question: Who's who who who's 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 the seller today? Who you didn't predict to be the seller? Wow, it's a it's a great question. I don't know. I mean, it it depends on uh, it depends on potential um, with Gallo. I think I think there could be some interesting moves happening after that uh, that would open up the door for others. I'm not going to hint or or share any more, but. Um, oh, well, give a fucking answer! Stop dancing. I'm, I'm, I might be on the block. I might. I okay, might, there you go. That's what I wanted block. to hear. I might be. You on heard the it block. here first. Yep. The Hall of Fame is selling. The I Dollar might. Fame is I selling. might have a player or two uh, that will be on the block, right, to hedge my bets for next year as well. There you go. There you go. Well, Flam, I know you had to jump for a twelve o'clock. I appreciate the time. Uh, this was a ton of fun. Thank you for being part of the trade deadline uh, conversation today. And I think I already lost you, so it's perfect timing. He must have really had to jump for it. But, again, this was another fantastic episode of The Call with Shaw. I am your host, Elliot Shaw, and hopefully we'll be back next week with somebody and I get this new equipment working. That would be fantastic. Until then, good luck. May the trade winds blow you safely home. Good night. Got your love anymore. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.